Yo, what's up? Y'all, this is Fat Man Scoop, the other smooth voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClam, Internet. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go, Internet. Let's turn up one time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show. Show was milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete Show. Internet, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting down uh, here with a, a very good fellow, okay? There's so many things to call you. I'm going to call you a young trailblazer, okay? I'm going to call you, I'm going to start, I'm going to keep it young. <laughs> I'm going to say young. Uh, a young entrepreneur. Um, also, you were 30, you were voted, uh, what, uh, in Forbes, right? Weren't you? 30 under 30. You're 30 under, whatever that is, we'll get whatever to, the, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that means. Uh, owner of Cat's Deli, the one and only Jake Dell is in the building. Jake, listen, finally, I'm so glad. I want to give a big shout out to my friend, Albie, DJ Albie from Stance. He, he was like, yo, you would do a great episode with Jake, me being a foodie lover, and we finally made it happen. Glad yeah. to have you here, bro. Glad to be here. Listen, you know, right off the bat, for people listening who may not know what Cat's Deli is, okay? Then you e- need new listeners. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Cat's no. <laughs> Deli is around 130 years? Yeah. Is that fucking... It's, it's, it's insane. Uh, I'm. It's incredibly lucky, special, amazing, special place. Um I'm the fifth generation owner now, mm-hmm. so my father did it for a long time, my uncle, my grandfather. Now I get to be a part of it, uh, and we most of what we do is about just preserving that same food tradition, that pastrami, that corned beef, the turkey, the brisket, the matzo ball soups, the latkes, all those things you know and love. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the simples, the classics, you know? For sure. You know, it's not easy, um, you know, running a deli. Okay. And we actually spoke about this too because it's like for those who don't know cats, like, you know, they may say, Okay, this is a deli, right? For those who do know cats, they know how legendary it is. They know it's been in movies before, they know every type of celebrity has been it's been in one Harry Met Sally, yeah. right? That was it was that the big was there another movie he was in or? uh Donnie Brasco. Oh, okay, that's right, that's right, that's right. That he that's when he was handing him the tapes. Yep. Yep. Fuck, I forgot about that shit. That rap bastard. Um <laughs> I'm already playing. Um no, no, that was that was a shitty move on his yeah. part. I agree. Yeah, yeah, Joe Pistone. Um, you know, but also tons, of, and we'll get to how many people for people who want to know how many people. I mean, we were just talking. Martha Stewart uh, was speaking about being young in there, but you know, when you think about Cat's Deli, right in a deli, and, and let, let, let's go here first. Hundred and thirty years old. If Cat's opened today, do you think that it would be an easy? job not saying it's been easy for that business to be run 130 years no, I, I hear you. um no short answer absolutely not it, it'd be very difficult i think uh any new business anywhere is hard i think it's especially hard in new york and i think restaurant business in new york is even harder i think it's a tight competitive space and some amazing people doing amazing things i mean there's some incredible restaurants out there um and i just don't know that Delhi would be the one that would necessarily shine first and and brightest, um, but also the economics of it is incredibly difficult. Sure, um, you know you look at uh, I don't know your fancy French Italian restaurants. Um, the price of mushrooms goes up. What do you do? You, you take mushrooms off the menu. That's it. Sure. But what happens when meat goes up and mm. the prices go up in a deli? 
what are you going to do? Are you going to take off pastrami from the menu? Are you going to take off corned beef from the menu? You can't. I mean, it's tough. Uh, it, it, that and, and rents and, and labor costs and the city, you know, doesn't always help it's, uh, smaller businesses. And so I, I do think it would be very, very challenging for Katz's Deli to open up today. You know, how old are you again? Uh, 31. You know, you, you came into this business the way you talked about all this shit. You, you were going to be a doctor, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, um, wh- but honestly, and, and, and I have to say this the way I say what what the fuck did you know about <laughs> Delhi? What did you know about all this shit you're talking about? <laughs> no, think about it. I that, mean, I grew it, up with it. So, okay, you, I mean, you I, worked in there while, on, on, after school yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, okay. things like, as a kid. And, and uh, I mean, I, I was going to the restaurant as early as, you know, three years old, four years old, as running around like a little annoying kid, you know? But, yeah. Um, and I and then growing up, my father would. Um, now I looking back, I realized he was testing me. I didn't necessarily know it at the time, but he'd come home from dinner and he'd be like, "Oh, you know, this customer did this. You know, he was a pain, or he was this. What would you do?" And then I would, you know, my ten year old version would come up with some Simple, probably yeah, stupid yeah. answer, yeah. Um, and we'd talk through it. And and so I think he was sort of inadvertently testing me and imparting some of that knowledge on me. Um, and so hopefully I absorbed some of that. <laughs> and hopefully it allows me to make better decisions. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I listen, you know, you get the experience of anything. I think you could become a professional. You know, you, you know, you spoke one time about, you know, when me and you met beforehand, I remember you saying like, you know, in this day and age, it's like you go out to eat, say you go out with your girl or like, hey, what do you do? I'm a chiropractor or I'm a doctor or, you know, I don't, and you say like, you know, even though Cats is legendary. And again, for people who listen and know, and who does or don't know, we'll find out and we'll learn and we'll listen. Do your Googles. You know, obviously, even after this episode, you know, look further. Check the website out, catsdeli.com, you know, et cetera. But, but you know, um, it's, 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 not, it's, it's, it's not something that, you know, um, anybody could just do. You know, it's not something that people could learn quickly. It's, but, but, you know, even like we spoke about, you go out and you say, like, hey, I'm owner of a deli. They look at you like, eh. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? It's true. No, it, it, it's true, uh, which I think is, I, I like that. You know, I, I enjoy that. Um, anytime I do any of these, you know, shows or whatever, whatever, it's all for the restaurant. It, it I don't need the personal sure. attention. Sure. Sure. No, no, I know what you mean. But, but I do, but, you know, that's one of the things, too, that I really admire about you because, you know, we were speaking about this off air. You know, you're 30, what did you say, 31? Mm-hmm. You're 31 years old. And, you know, it's like even like doing some research on you, you know, and seeing people say, oh, he was handed this deli or he was handed. And I always said, look, you know, you can know someone that could get you in a door somewhere, but it's what you do after you get in that door. I mean, of course, no matter what you do, how you do it, where you grow up doesn't mean that's where you end up. Um, (laughs) People mess up all the time. and, And I mean... That's been my number one goal, I think, is just don't fuck it up. Sure. Now, making the decision to not be a doctor, to be the owner of Cat's Deli, was that a hard decision? Uh, you may not believe me, but yes, at first it really was. Um, I grew up wanting to be a doctor. Um, I had some personal medical issues when I was younger, and it was th- that experience that really helped form a lot of who I was. And it made me really driven to be a doctor. Mm. Um, you know, from middle school through the end of college, 
I worked really, really hard. Um, you know, I did all the right classes and the, the athlete and the, the, the clubs and the organizations and all that sure. crap to, to make my applications look good. Um, and I really thought that's what I was going to do. And even when I decided to take a, a, a year after school to study for the MCATs and apply for med schools, um, I was still convinced that's what I was going to do. I was just going to help out my father and uncle. Um, and so this was a dream that was 10, 15 years in the making. And when schools were getting back to me with, you know, interviews and this and, you know, and it was my dream. Sure, and I was getting I was, real. I, it was, this was it. I was so excited. I was so pumped. But there was, you know, something eating at me really deep down. And, and it was, you know, all of these things. It was my grandfather, it, uh, you know, in his, in the hospital um, and remembering the words he had said to me, you know, and, and. Do you, do you know what, what? Do you mind sharing what he said to you? Yeah. Don't. Uh, what the fuck are you thinking? Be coming to the family business. Mm. My, my grandfather was not one to mince words. Okay, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Very old world uh, New York. Um, you know he he was like never really. He was supportive, but he was like, "What? What are you doing?" My my mother was supportive. My father was supportive. Um, and and I think when I started to talk to them about these decisions. My father sitting there with this big grin on his face, this huge like ear to ear smile, and I think he was just so excited that I was going to be uh, coming into the family business. And um, but for me, it was important that it was a decision I actually wanted to make. That fifteen sure. years down the road, I wasn't going to look back and regret something that I had a decision I had made, um, and I wasn't going to do it because customers had asked me to, you know even though I I did <laughs> and I wasn't going to do it because my family asked me to which I did but um I was going to do it because I wanted to which I also was true so I I I ultimately made a very conscious decision to be a part of the business and to go all in and to do everything I could do you remember did they ask you so did they you know was there a day where they said hey like you know we're gonna leave or 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 they coach you through it did they stay there for a while or do you remember like did so it, it I think so the first year like I said it was very sort of I didn't think I was gonna be there the next couple of years were me just watching and learning and not saying anything um and and just trying to take it all in and understanding where I could add value, where things could be changed. Sure. And then the transition started. And I think more and more and gradually my father would relinquish more and start telling staff, I don't know, you have to ask Jake. Mm. Even though he knew. I mean, yeah, of, course. Like, of course. Of course he fucking knew. But th that allowed me to grow into someone in charge. Um and I, I hate using the word leader for a lot of reasons. I don't... Top know, dog? The, the, I love top dog because I was top dog junior for many, many years. Uh, and then uh, one day, the junior uh, was no longer on my business card uh, as per my father. So it was a really big day. Um, but I, I can remember very clearly the the moment I realized, oh, I'm really in charge here. Um, I I called my father up. Uh, and I say this five minute rant about everything that's going wrong. I don't, I don't remember what it was. It was either sure. a literal fire or a figurative fire. It, it, it could have been anything. Sure. I really have no idea, but I'm, I'm going off and I'm like, and then this happened and then this happened and then this and then that. And he's listening, he's listening and he goes, yeah, that, that sounds terrible. 
So today I went to the farmer's market. Mm. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, you're just not going to give me any advice here, are you? You're just going to tell me about your day. Okay, cool. Yeah, I guess I'm in this alone. Let's let's do this. Um, and of course, I wasn't alone. Of course, whenever I need advice, he's always there. Same with my uncle. Sure. I, he was teaching you well. I, you know, he's kind of like letting you go out there. You know, um, now how many years is it since that day? Mm, five or six, I think. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, something like that. You know, one thing, I, uh, another thing I, that uh, I admire about you is uh, you're young, uh, but you're uh, focused, you know, determined. And truthfully, I told you this before, you help evolve the business. In this day and age, how do you evolve? How do you stay relevant? Now, don't get me wrong. Pastrami's not changing. The taste is not changing. But you added many things since you came in. Like, like, uh, like talk about catering. Right. Like talk about uh, being able to get cats if you live in Texas. Right. You know, talk about some of the, some of the things that you changed or evolved, um, you know, since so, you stepped in. I think the one, uh, uh, the single most important thing, um, and we touched on this earlier, it's that nostalgia factor. I mean, I think people love the tradition and the nostalgia. They love walking in and the sights, the sounds, the smells are exactly what they remember when they were a kid. Um, I know I do, right? And I I know everywhere we go, you know, you you hear a story that's special to them. It's why is this, why is Cats special to them, which is so humbling and so amazing in so many ways. So you can't touch that. You can't change that. You don't want to. The store is perfect as is in all of its imperfections and should never be changed. But that doesn't mean it's easy to get to the Lower East Side always. And it doesn't mean it's easy to park down there. It doesn't mean it's easy to, you know, maybe you want to go down there all the time, but you can't. And maybe it's you live in in Idaho and it's really difficult for you to get to to New York and, and and. Maybe you heard about it here, or maybe you moved there because your work made you move there, or whatever the circumstances. What I've been trying to do is say we're going to make that easier to, uh, you know, the experience. We're going to bring the experience closer to you. We're going to make it easier for you to enjoy the True Cats experience at home, um, or in your office. Uh, or with Brooklyn, it's a grab and go outpost location with catering. We do on site carving events. For I mean, we've done it for Hot 97 to a hedge fund and everything mm. in between. Mm. Um, uh, and and shipping, we've shipped to all 50 states. And I mean, we're, we're planning on doing for crisp, for December this year, almost 11,000 orders. God damn. It's unbelievable. And that's growing from send a salami to your boy in the army, which for your non-New York listeners, yeah. um, that rhymes. Yeah. And salami and, and army do rhyme. Um, so... The, you know, we grew from just sending a couple of salamis to soldiers stationed overseas into um, this amazing operation where we can do free two-day shipping. And so that's that's the future. That's how you stay relevant and that's how you grow without uh, sacrificing who you are and without uh, impacting the integrity of what makes us so special. You know, um, let's get to some facts. Uh, I, I remember hearing you say that you guys sell about 15,000 pounds of pastrami a week. That's is that right. true or it's higher now? It's closer to 20. 20,000 yeah. pounds of pastrami a week. Yep. That's crazy. And, 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 and you know, that's it, just pastrami. I mean, okay. we also have 
about 10, 10 to 12,000 pounds of corned beef, a couple thousand pounds of turkey, a couple thousand pounds of brisket. And hot dogs are one of our most popular. Weight-wise, listen, it's hot dogs, nothing. But we do 4,000 hot dogs in a week. Easy. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, you know, and not saying, you know, we got voted best hot dog in New York like six years in a row. But I'm just saying. Hey, listen, somebody's coming there and telling you that. <laughs> you know, what, what, what do you... Uh, you, you, you know, as from being an Italian and for our food to be such, you know, uh, also nostalgic to people, Italian food is, you know. I love Italian food. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, what, but what makes, you know, Jewish food, when you think about, uh, uh, you know, you think about matzo bowl soup, mm-hmm. like what makes, you know, keep in mind, right? You know, uh, you know, the, the taste hasn't changed. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like people still go to cats and they find themselves, um, you know, eating things, you know, and it's like, oh, it's, it hasn't changed. You know what I mean? How the hell, does, how, how do you keep it that way? Like, how does it, like, meaning, like, how do they still feel that they're still getting the sandwich they know, you know, for so many years? Well, I think um, <laughs> that's that's a, a trickier question than I think uh, it, it seems at first. But um, I think, you know, there are only a few elements to what makes taste taste and you know, science aside, sure, sure. Um, I think it's it's that tradition and that that nostalgia carries a ton of weight, right? It, you don't just eat with one sense. You don't just eat with your mouth. You eat with your eyes and sure. you eat with your nose. And um, and it, hell, even in the restaurant, you eat with your ears. I mean, you hear mm. that clanging of the plates, and the, it's the same. It doesn't change because um, you know, new guys. Are learned from older guys, from guys who have been there. I have staff who have been there 41, 43 God years. God damn. Um, guys That's who are like second, family. third generation. You know, a, a guy on the floor could be learning from his uncle who's the manager. Or, you know, so there's, there's, it's a very special place in that regard. How many employees is there? Cats? At 150 now. Okay, nice. You know, is it true there's a uniqueness to New York water? That's partly Absolutely. what makes the pastrami uh, at Cat's so tasty. It's why, it's why pizza is better. It's why bagels are better. Yeah. And it's Talk why about it. Deli's better. Talk about it. Hands down. So there's it's a lot of it's iron, but it's other minerals that are in the in the water. Uh, it makes it a harder. makes the dough harder. But when you're curing uh, meats, that water gets it's absorbed into the meat. It gets absorbed into the flavor. Corned beef, uh, for those who don't know, it's not corn. It's corned with an E-D at the end. Uh, in Yiddish, traditionally, that means pickles. So all you're doing is you're pickling the beef. Uh, pickling process is just salt and water. I mean, so of course the water makes a difference. Mm. I mean, if I if I were to put, you know, water that was drained out of uh, some eaten food, of course it, was, it would taste like that food. You know what I mean? If mango juice, you yeah. know, and cured in mango juice, it would piece of well, some yeah, weird, I mean, I mean, weird version of corned beef. I mean, no disrespect, you know, but that's why I tell people New York pizza is the best. I mean, you can't, I tell me that Idaho has the best pizza. You know what I mean? I mean, no disrespect. <laughs> you know what I mean? But think about how that sounds. You know what I mean? Listen, it's the, you know, it's funny. I have a, you know, your deep dish callers are going to, are going to freak out now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always go in on deep dish, deep dish. I call it a pizza soup. Um, but, it's you know, so much cheese in it. So much. Yeah, you know, but you know what I did find out? Chicago is, does have regular pizza too? Pizza soup supposedly to Chicagoans. I don't even want to stick up for them, but supp- <laughs> supposedly it's okay. You're in a safe space. Yeah, supposedly uh, is um, something that is 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 you know is 
uh, dessert once in a while, like meaning like they don't do pe- the, the deep dish all the time, you know, like they do have a thin crust. So supposedly, I but you know, sh- shots to Chicago. Now uh, let, let's continue to go over uh, more facts before we take a break. Um, how, what's the most amount of customers have you ever had in a day? Do you know that? Uh, about four thousand. God damn. Yeah. Now what about like people visiting? What do you mean? Right. And what's what? the furthest you ever heard? People coming from Tokyo. I mean, I, every single country. I, there's. I I have a regular who comes from Singapore um, mm. once a year. They come for business, and they always come in. But Japan, China, I mean, you name it, uh, anywhere in the world, mm. we've, we've been lucky enough to have customers come to, which is funny because if you were to come to us 30 years ago, 40 years ago, it would have been just a bunch of old Jewish guys like smoking cigarettes, eating corned beef, and sipping on celery tonic, bitching about how their backs hurt. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's... Uh, amazing to see how universal the place is and how the food is uh, is universal and you get people from totally different parts of the world sitting side by side next to wall street guys next to you know mcdonald's workers or whoever or you know everyone can come and eat and and it's it's a beautiful thing everyone can eat pastrami right you know, absolutely. Pastrami, you know, I like corned beef. Uh, I usually only do it um, on St. Patty's Day, you know, celebrate it. But pastrami is something really special. And that cat's deli, for those who never uh, had a pastrami sandwich, I mean, it's out of this world. But now that we're speaking, it's, a great, it's, it's great to be on that topic. 130 years old cat's deli is, which is fucking insane, okay? When you think about it, when it just opened up, how much was a pastrami sandwich? I, I honestly don't know. It's 18, 1888. Five cents. I mean, that's, yeah. Probably fucking two cents. So, to be honest, they may not have even done sandwiches in the form that we know today. That's true. It, it was probably, I mean, deli at its core is more of a tradition about, um, uh, it was meant for immigrants who didn't have a lot of money, and you're going to sure. buy a piece of meat, and you're going to make it last. You're going to feed uh, 20 families all living in the same tenement, um, and you're going to uh, buy your fish from one place, you're going to buy your milk from somewhere else, you're going to buy your this, you're going to buy your that, you're going to buy a big slab of meat. So my guess is in 1888, there weren't a lot of sandwiches being sold. Well, today in 2018, a pastrami sandwich at Katz is how much? Uh, 21.45. Okay. Uh, you know, most people are going to be like, why is it 21.45? Well, you get three quarters of a pound of meat, first of all. I mean, okay. it's, a, it's a lot of sandwich. Um yeah. Uh, so for most people, that is two meals worth, or, you know, you, you do that with some sides and then it's, uh, you know, it's that, but for some people they want the full sandwich too. People who know the, you know, the, you know, are there to get the experience and enjoy it. But do you ever have anybody say, yo, why the fuck is this thing 21 for you ever have people complain at the price? <laughs> of course, every day. And really? What do they say? Day, <laughs> I, I get, Okay. When you see 4,000 people in a day, of course you get complaints. You think 4,000 people go out of there going like, yeah, Thank you. Ah, that was I mean, the best day of my good. life. It is good. Look, I'm not just saying this because you're here. It is good. Thank you. I, I you appreciate know, that. It, it is. You know what I mean? So, and, and, and sometimes, I get it. Maybe cats is not something you go to five times a fuck a week if you can't afford it. But you know what? It's a place to visit. It's a place to make sure you, you know, for people who have never been there, it's an experience. But more importantly, also, if you fuck with pastrami... For, I'm just saying for me. You may like turkey, you may like corned beef. Me, I like. I, why would I go somewhere else? Like it's like when you want to, when you want a good steak. I say, you know what? I'm going to save till I go to this place. I just don't go to no flimsy place and get a little steak. I, 
listen, I wish all my customers thought I know, right? I know, like I know, did. I know. Well, you know, I also eat all day, so, you know. Um, um, I, I tend to agree, but listen, that part of being in the restaurant business uh, is customer service. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. If customers aren't happy, then what the hell am I doing in this in this business? But another part of customer service is dealing with people who are unhappy. I mean, that's the major thing. Sure. Uh, it's not fun. I don't, yeah. I don't enjoy well, it. They call it's not like I'm like wake up every morning. I'm like can't wait to deal with that asshole customer. But they would. But they don't call you out. They call the manager. You ever had to get involved? <laughs> well, think about it. If it's gone past the person they had a problem with. And then usually someone next to them tries to resolve it because they can jump in, and but that can't be fixed. Then they bring over a manager, and the manager can't fix it, and then it comes to me. How pissed off do you think that person is by the time Very. I see them? So uh, they're, like, it, they're like, who the fuck is this? They're just like so angry. And it's fine. Like I get it. There, there are things that can make you really upset. Like I'm not – no judgment on that. But my job is then to calm you down and try and – let make sure you leave in some form satisfied, happy, relieved, whatever sure, it sure. is, not leaving super pissed off. Sure. Um, and most of the time that happens, but every once in a while, you know, you it can't always happen, and that's okay. And and sometimes, listen, sometimes it's a shipping order or a or a delivery that gets messed up, and it's not just in person. Sure, sure, sure. Things. Could- could be logistically. You try your best. What are you, you going to do at a certain point, you know? Yeah. How important is it to uh, face fear head on? Well, whoa. Okay. I know, I know. I'm Curve sorry. Ball. I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. What fear in particular are we talking about? Just any, any fear. fear, man. You know, look, I'll be honest with you. Like I said, for people listening and learning this story, um, you know, again, I do want to say it's not easy to run a business like this. Um, you know, I'm sure there's lots of fear you deal with. Um, you know, daily. Yeah, you know? of course. Um, like, I, you know, sometimes people run from it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Sometimes people run from it. Like, and you know, and you know, I know that in order for you to succeed and evolve, you have to face some of this fear head on. Of course. Yeah. I mean, listen, if I was, I, I'm one of my biggest fears, I'll tell you straight up, it's, it's failure, right? I don't want to be the guy that screws this up. I mean, this is an amazing tradition. It's an amazing place. That fear is what also motivates me. It's what fuels me. It's what, makes sure that I do what I do, that I prepare for a rainy day, that, um, you know, we we redid our whole smokehouse situation and back a lot of back-of-house operations that are the non-glamorous thing side of business, all because I'm afraid of something going wrong. So, but, you know, and that's what's going to allow us to grow. Sure, it's what's sure. going to protect us. So, yeah, I guess you you, you got to face it some way, you know, yeah. somehow. Uh, embrace that fear, I guess, somehow. Now, you grew up both with mom and dad? Yeah. And where'd you grow up? Uh, here in the city. In the city. And and dad worked in, obviously, businesses besides... He worked. Uh, business was uh, not in the best shape when I was uh, growing up, which, um, for those who, again, who know cats is now, may not necessarily believe. Um, but there was definitely some dark times in the store's history, uh, some times where we were almost out of business, or sometimes, you know... I remember my father working seven days a week, uh, sometimes, you know, 14 to 16 hours a day, so, you know, Saturdays, Sundays when I would be off from school. I remember him not being home because he was at the restaurant. You know, you know, it's fucked up, uh, honestly. And I remember that with my father, too. You know, these guys, uh, you know, my father is not a bad guy. and It doesn't seem like your father is either, you know, and, uh, you know, it's like 
they were have to work. My father worked three jobs when I was a teenager. And they work three jobs to provide for the family. And in the interim, they're not there for their family. You know? Yeah, what's the other option, though? I know, right, I know. I mean, but what I'm saying is, like, yeah. it's, 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 it's kind of, you know what I mean? Not saying they're not there for it, but I, I don't have many memories of doing a bunch of things. We, I did a lot of things with mom. Um, I was always a mama's boy anyway, but you know, it, it's, uh, it's the Italian side. Of yeah, you, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny too. <laughs> to be fair, Jewish side. Too. That's why gr- girls have hard times with that. Cause girls are like, yo, I'm not trying to compete with your mother because like Italian men particularly, I mean, I don't know about Jewish men, but it's like, yo, it's like, you know, I had, look, I love my mother to death. She is not the woman you need in your life. And what I mean by that is like, I remember I, 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 I'm, I'm so curious where you're going with this. Man. I'll never forget this. <laughs> I got the I got married and I got divorced. I'll never forget this shit. And I remember being so. I remember being uh, felt like a failure, you know. And and you know, it's, it's. I always. That's why I tell people that you should always prepare for a rainy day, even if you're getting married. I don't mean that sneakily because you know. I I remember you know, you get a house, you get married, you get somebody, and the next thing you know, you're getting divorced. It's like where do you go? Like your bank accounts are together. You know what I mean? It's, and I'm not saying be a sneak and get something on the side, but you should have something for yourself just in case anything ever happens so you don't have to go to your mother's house that first <laughs> night. And I'll never forget, I went back to mom's after being out since 17, like maybe like 10, 10 years. And, you know, she was like, I'm making some chicken soup. And I was like, all right, all right. And the next day I woke up and she's like, I did your laundry already and, and I got breakfast. What do you want to eat for breakfast? I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. So the point I'm trying to make is, She's such a sweet lady. I didn't ever want to fucking leave. I was like, oh, I'm back home. I felt miserable, but I was like, you know, she had dinner ready. Every fucking, like, like clockwork. You know what I mean? It, 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 you know, she did my laundry. I was like, You were the prince, you know? The- I know, but sometimes what I realize is some Italian mothers, and I'm sure Jewish mothers are like this, they're too, uh, you get, what do you call that? Too enabling, if that makes any sense. Like, too enabling. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, can, it can happen. I, I think my mother was... A combo of that, or is a combo of that, and the super, super tough Brooklyn. Yes, because she's Marine Park. Like, oh yeah, she does not mess around, and she's yeah. she's a tough cookie. Yeah, you know. Uh, before we go to break, um, Cats was the what's the? It's on obviously Ludlow, the corner of uh, Ludlow and Houston, and Houston, not Houston. Okay, I know people call that. I, well, listen, I guess. <laughs> how how uh, how long has that been there? That location. So uh, we've always been on that corner uh, for 130 years. God um, damn. We technically started on the other side of the street, mm-hmm. uh, and then when they built the F train, uh, they had to dig it out. So they we moved to the other side of the street. Did they buy that from you, or you just rented it at that time? They. I mean, we're talking about 19. 19- 10 I think yeah who knows could have just been a, a written note I mean half listen at that time it's very different restaurants in general at that time were different it's not like you want to buy this restaurant it's more like you want these bills yeah <laughs> you can yeah, you want you my can problems? have this headache yeah, yeah. go for yeah, it it's yeah, all yeah, yours sure. it's not like land value is something that it is today um uh unless you were really forward thinking and really smart and now your families are ridiculously wealthy but um uh, so then we were on that side of the street, and then we're actually somewhat indented. The corner itself was an empty lot, and that's where we kept barrels of pickles, and we would brine things right on the street. And this happened all the way till about 1946. Uh, 
and and at that point we started construction and expanded it all the way down to the to the corner uh, and it's what you see today it's looked like that since 1949 now uh so you have the corner spot you've been there that long you know um many renovations or uh, not since 1949. So that's the last time that building's been a renovated? major renovation. I mean, so we there was construction on the rest of the block mm-hmm. that just finished about uh, a month ago. Um, mm. So they demoed the rest of the block. Uh, no, we, I mean we've done little tweaks here and there. You know, you you change the AC system, you change windows. Well, that's you very change, nice. Of you. You, know, <laughs> you you put a new metal bar in. You maybe you change a table here or there. <laughs> What about the chairs? The chairs are still the nah, same from nineteen. 19- fuck that. That's, okay, okay. Yeah, you could sit on the same. No, of course you change. You change seats, you covers, yeah. things like that. But major renovation um, in design, no, no changes. It's, Actually, we had to change the pickle for this. Is a great story. So we, okay. the main pickling room is on. So you brine your own pickles. Everything pickles, okay. uh, uh, corned beef, pastrami, everything. Um, we'll go through about thirty barrels of pickles a week. Just that's like, insane. It's it's a lot. So we have our main pickling room is on the ground floor, uh, in the back of the restaurant, uh, sort of when you turn the corner where the water fountain is. So behind that is a six hundred square foot refrigerator, mm. which uh, it's a studio apartment. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we have these big tanks, and we do this whole process, and there's about seventy thousand pounds of meat at any given time at different stages of the pickling process. So. Because there's that much pickling happening there, there's a lot of salt, and there's a lot of salt on the floors. So one day we're going downstairs, and and, I'm, and there's an employee bathroom below, and, and I'm using the bathroom, and all of a sudden it just starts raining on me. And I'm like, oh, oh no, this can't be a good sign. And I come upstairs, and they're like, oh, yeah, every time we clean this part of the floor, it rains down in the bathroom. Mm. And I go, "Don't okay, well. Maybe we should talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. this is something yeah. we should we should look into. So we start doing it some more, and of course, as we keep doing diff- testing different spots of the floor, it starts raining in different sections in the basement, and we're like, "Oh shit, this is going to be a problem." So, and what had happened was over six, five, you know, forty years, uh, salt had literally eaten all the way through, mm. and we removed the fridge. Even the steel was rotted underneath, and we had to replace all the steel structural steel beams. It was a something like a like a four month project where we had to rip out the old fridge and put all these things and and figure out where the hell we were going to pickle in the meantime. And we had to rent space and do it here and do it there and get daily deliveries. And it was a total nightmare. Um, and, and actually, one of the first I think major tests that I think I passed in my father's eyes. So. Mm. Um, uh, you know, now we have a brand new fridge. I figure we got about twenty, thirty years before we gotta worry mm. about salt eating all the way through again. Now the meats they they stay smoked for a couple of days and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So corned beef is a brisket cut that is pickled. Pastrami is a navel cut that is uh, pickled and then smoked. Okay. It takes about anywhere from eight hours to seventy-two hours. You know, it depends on the smoker and the sort of uh, exact sure. piece of meat. Sure. Listen, you know what? We're, let's take a quick break. Uh, you're making fucking the internet's hungry. You, you know, we're learning more. Listen, internet's Jake Dell, owner of Cat's Deli. Um, catsdeli.com. Check it out. You know, more importantly, when we come back from the break, I want to hear a little bit more of like the entrepreneurial side because this guy's not just only the owner of a deli. 
Um, you know, I remember you saying that you visit farms and shit like that. Internets, don't go nowhere, okay? But stay hungry. We'll be right back. Cheer. Hey, this is Ice T. Right now, you're locked into the Premium Pete Show, number one show on earth. All right, stop playing. Internets, and we're back sitting here with my guy, Jake Dell, owner of Cat's Deli, the legendary Cat's Deli. Listen, you know, you know what's something very fascinating? Uh, Cat's Deli, obviously, where they are in Ludlow and own that uh, space for many years. I know that recently they just sold, um, you know, part of the. Um, I guess you had a couple of extra pieces of, of building, so to speak. Uh, what did you guys get rid of that just to somebody came and bought? Um, yeah, someone had bought the rest of the block okay. uh, and assembled some spaces over in Orchard. Like put a Marshalls? Uh, yeah, they, the Marshalls just opened. Uh, uh, Equinox opened a bunch oh, dope. of residential stuff. Uh, the CVS, I think, too. But um, the idea was that like we're not using it and the air we're not we're not planning on building up you know i'm happy with my little one-story building i'm happy with what we've got and and i don't need to knock it down and put a new building i don't need to throw four stories on top of it so why not get a little cash out of it and use it to build the factory to to like we were talking about with the rainy day you know protect the store and and do the things that allow us to to be successful uh, even when there's a, a downturn, you know, business is cyclical and there's always a, a downturn. Sure. So you sell the building next door, you know, that you have the extra space, you know, um, and then you also, which, which to be honest with you, I feel very stupid because I didn't know much about air rights. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Air, yep. air rights. So air rights, explain for the internet who may not even know either. Air rights are basically it's when the, you sell. It's the wild west of the real estate world. It's, yeah. uh, it, so essentially any building, you know, when you you buy a plot of land, you're you're basically buying like an upside down triangle from the center of the earth all the way up to the sky. Um, what happens is the city caps how high you can build. You know, you can't necessarily build a hundred stories on any piece of property you own, no matter where you live. You know, it may be one story, maybe five stories, maybe you know, ten stories. So we had a one story building and we're allotted five stories. That means there were four stories we just weren't using. So we could sell those four stories and almost like building blocks, the building next door to us can just boop, plop it right on top of their building and now they can build an extra four stories. Um, so it's a win-win essentially, right? I mean, some critics are not thrilled about that because now it means that there's a way to build taller than normal buildings. Um, the flip side is, listen, that building was already going to be built, right? I mean, there there's already going to be a, a Marshalls, like you said, and, and some Equinox and some residential. So if we're able to protect Katz's, to you know preserve it and protect it and make sure that it can last hopefully another 130 years, uh, why, why not? Yeah. You know, you, you spoke about being young and being in the deli. You know, now you're 31 years old and you're the top dog. You know... The first time you ever had to fire somebody. I remember it very clearly. Did, you know, Horrible. It's you know, the worst thing I've ever done in my life. I do want to say this. I, I, I understand what you're saying. My father uh, later on in life had a position, uh, you know, where he had to do that. And he, he I, I remember he was not the person to, he had to do it, but not the person that. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I, I think, 
you're taking away someone's livelihood, right? Whether it's justified or not is a totally separate conversation. At the end of the day, you're now telling somebody that they can't go home with a paycheck, you know, and, and that's a hard pill to swallow. So that's, you, you, you know, they may not be able to put food on the table for their family. Now, again, they may totally fucking deserve it in every way, shape, or form, but your heart has to hurt a little bit in some way. Um, if you know, we're all humans here, Mm. um, you know, it sticks with you and you remember it. Uh, but look, we all have all the staff I think has jobs to do. And, and I remember actually a bunch of staff coming up to me and saying like, no, you did the right thing and you had to. And, and, and it, you know, it's weird. That's a weird thing, right? Sure, for, sure. For for yeah, them consoling sta- you, yeah, like like staff to console their boss to be like, no, 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 you had to fire that person. You know, that's that's a weird sort of dynamic. But <laughs> um, yeah, when you think about that, it's a, it, it's I've crazy. Come a long way. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? <laughs> when, when you when you think about it, you know, I I, I tell I was you one a baby thing. Then you know, yeah, sure. What did I know? I mean, you're still young. You're still young, man, and 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 you've done a lot so far. You know, people associate you with the deli, you know, hit like that, you know, but that's not who you are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're part of the deli, but you know, like, who, if you don't mind sharing some things, like, who who was Jake Dell? Like, you know, what, like, what do you like? You work a lot, but what do you do when you don't work? Like, what makes you happy? Like, what do you do for fun? Like, you know, I uh, I I play a little basketball. I uh, used to be a swimmer, so I still swim a little bit. You know, you, a lot of people think that Michael you look Phelps, like Michael yeah, Phelps. Yeah, yeah. Bro. Is that why you try nah, to be a swimmer? I get that, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I Internet, you'll see when you look at the picture <laughs> or the video. I, I, people look at the pictures on the wall and they're like, "Oh shit, Michael!" There's Michael Phelps, and then they look at another picture and they're like, "Oh, there's Michael Phelps again." Mm-hmm. And they look at the third and they're like, "Wait a minute, that can't be Michael Phelps. He's in too many pictures." Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, for those of you who don't know, we have pictures on the wall. Tons of pictures <laughs> with tons of celebrities. Actually, let's go over. Let's just let's just hit like some people with. Uh, I mean, I seen Danny DeVito in Cats. Um, hit me with some people. I mean, there's last count was 850 pictures on the wall. So it, pick your poison. You like actors and actresses. You what like about musicians. Yankee players? Yankee players. Uh, now you, see, now you're talking. Mate. Yeah, big yeah. Yankees fan. Yeah, Yankees Mar- and, and Knicks actually. Oh, nice, nice. I got the season opener today. Yeah, yeah. so I had to wear the Ewing socks. Forget about it. Um, yeah, no, we've had a bunch of Yankee players over the years. Uh, Robert De Niro ever come into Castelli? Yeah, really? Yeah, of course. Fuck. He's a New Yorker. Where the fuck was I? Um, I'll call you the next time. Uh, yeah, he's in here. Get yeah, in call here me up. Call get, me get off. down here. You know, did did uh, did anybody come in uh, that surprised you? Where you're like, holy shit! Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know how. You know, not saying you get starstruck, but where you're like, yeah, we're really doing this thing here. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that starstruck. I think because it's like at the end of the day, we're selling pastrami here and we're selling sandwiches. Like, people got to eat. No matter who you are, you got to eat. Sure. Right. Um, but there's like weird ones that have gotten me over the years. Like I got super pumped when Kramer came in. Really? Wow. I don't know. Like, it was like, oh shit. That's, that's cool. Like that. Now do you come up to him and like, Hey, nice to meet you, you know, and kind of give him a better experience. it It was real bad. Um, so my father, uh, and I went over and we started talking to him. Oh no. And by the way, they don't, no one cuts the line. I don't care who you are. You don't cut the line. Yeah. Um, but we go over and we're talking to him and, Hey, would you like to take, you know, would you like to join our wall when you're done eating and we'll take a picture? And, yeah, of course. Great. And we start talking to him. My father goes, 
you know, when when your your coworker was in here, he was a real jerk. Really? You mean and, Jerry? And, and he goes, and he goes, oh, Jerry. Yeah, he was a total jerk. And I, and I'm like, Dad, shut, yeah. shut the hell up, will you? And he goes, Oh, you know, well, we've all had bad days. <laughs> and I was like, Oh boy, this is real awkward. <laughs> this is. Yeah, you just had a real bad day, didn't you, huh? That's what we're calling it, a bad day. <laughs> you know, uh, back to, uh, you know, I, I don't want the uh, pitches to uh, get away from finding out uh, what, I know you said you mentioned swimming, you mentioned basketball. Um, are you a person that, you know, obviously money has changed for you too. You know, uh, I'm sure you've been afforded things throughout your family, but now it's like you're making, you know, your own bone, so to mm-hmm. speak, and you know, are, are you somebody that, uh, have you celebrated any of that type of stuff, you know? Uh, I mean. I mean, did you buy a, a Porsche or a Ferrari? No, no. Okay. You just still take the train Jeep. or an Uber? I got, I got Uber. a Jeep. Okay. Okay. Well, and the only reason I got one was because I go to Jersey uh, yeah. for the warehouse. Yeah. Before that, I was actually, I just had like a Zipcar subscription. <laughs> um that's, that's how the rich stay rich. That's how the rich stay rich, Internet. Don't you fucking forget it. And what about, uh, you know, actually, I know they, uh, again, and, uh, you know, I don't mean to be all in your business, but I know they posted that you bought a nice uh, a home. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's why, that, did that's real estate do that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That, that was a that's, not, that's not cool, actually. Yeah, and they're like, also... You know, I got a mortgage. Like, you want to? Yeah, yeah. Like, you want the mortgage? Yeah. <laughs> you want to pay the fucking bill? Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, but that doesn't go in the story. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I spend, I try not to, I don't know, I don't live that crazy. I don't dress that crazy. Sure, know. sure. You know, I like, I like to eat, so I'll spend money on food. Sure. I think that's my kind of guilty pleasure is there restaurants you uh suggest for people to visit besides cats that you honestly just new york i mean yeah. that, that's it's almost unfair uh there's so many good restaurants and ranging from you know the holy shit that's the most expensive that's more expensive sure. than most people's rent down to a one dollar taco that's gonna blow your your mind so sure. um i yeah, it's just New York, man. I love to eat and I love to try new foods. And I think there's so many chefs doing so many incredible things uh, in New York. And, and I, th- I think that's something I like to explore. Yeah. You know, it, it, you're young and, uh, you know, definitely um, successful. Um, you know, I guess uh, people could equate that to being wealthy. You know, meeting, how hard is it? To, I don't know if you're in a relationship, but how hard is that to not think that a girl who could just Google your name and and hear, see all these things and think you know think that somebody's you know out to get money so i'm i'm pretty lucky i think i found someone who's not at this point um you know so congratulations that, thank you yeah no it's it's it that part's great when i was single that was definitely something i thought about um i don't i don't know you, that's why i i have uh, my mother and my sister to to vet them, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Invite them over yeah. for some locks and gefilte fish. Uh, yeah, like, uh, what do you what do you think? Uh, and, like, can you pass this test? Because if you can pass this, sure. and, like, that test, and, you know, I'm just a stupid boy. What do I know? Yeah, you know, sure. It's, uh, hmm. Sure. You know, you, you know, as we start to think about, you know, how you embodied and, and kind of, like, you know, took time to be an entrepreneur, because you are an entrepreneur when you think about it, you know? An entrepreneur running this deli, you know, trailblazing it, creating new stuff. 
um, you know, helping it get to the next 10, 15, 20 years. 130, I hope. Okay. Well, there, you I know, mean, we'll I, go I 40. may not be alive. At, yeah. At well, hey, you could pass it down to somebody else. Yeah. You know, one thing is, I remember a lot of business people saying, hey, when you, like, for instance, if something's wrong with the uh, pipes or if something's wrong with the brick outside, your father, I'm sure, had Steve from mm-hmm. Queens. Or do you still use the same people that were passed down uh, to 100%. you? A hundred percent. And and now it's it's Steve's kids. Steve's kids, yeah. You yeah. know, and, and so there are – I have vendors who are second, third generation working with my family. I have – our, like, Pepsi guy has interacted with me, my father, and my grandfather. So he's seen three generations of Dell, you know, and, mm. and delivering to us. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I think you, you know, you, I think that's part of what makes a, a good business uh, span the test of time. It's, it's consistency and it's um, giving a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And I think you find the other people in other businesses that also care about what they do. You don't just get the, 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 you know, yellow pages, the first contractor every single time. No, you form relationships and you form business relationships in every facet of the business. Yeah. You know, um, I, you know, it's funny. I was talking about YouTube before and I was telling you how some people will say good things and some people will say some bad things. Uh, oh, we, no, no, I, I, I took, no, I just actually <laughs> took a, a, you know, a lot of people said, um, Okay, so so I was looking at a video and somebody was like, "Oh, you know, business was handed to him," and then somebody, you know, so those are the haters. But the but the people who are fucking with you, bro, I don't care if that business was given to him. He's a running a successful business, and it's very hard to meet that high expectations. I give him credit where credit is due. And somebody else wrote, "I seen this guy like a hundred times. I just never really talked to him or went up to him." You know, you know, now, now the other what thing, what the hell, come say hi. Yeah, that, yeah, right? internet, if you're in there and you see Michael, Phelps, I mean, J- Jake Dell, he's not Michael Phelps. Go say hello. I like say, to think I'm nice and, uh, you know, you could talk to me. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, it's, um, you know, there's so many people who have different, uh, opinions about, you know, like, uh, you know, what, what catch is, what, how to run business, how to, how to do this. At the end of the day, you came in, you made changes. You did catering. You did website. You know, you implemented a lot of stuff. What do you want, you know, your legacy to be, like Jake Dell's legacy to be? I don't care what Jake Dell's legacy is. Yeah. I care that Katz's is, is still there mm. at the end of the day. And I, and what I do is to is to make sure that that's the case. And mm. I, I think, uh, you know, you can't put everything into, into one bag and hope it works out. So mm. hopefully by sort of expanding this and and I hate the word diversifying too but that's what it is and, yeah, you know yeah. even though it's all still the same yeah you know it's still pastrami at the end of the day but hopefully we're protecting against that rainy day yeah what inspires you these days mm, you <laughs> yeah get out of here bro <laughs> there has to be things that you know there has to be things that inspire you to keep you going you know uh, I think it's my customers um, honestly I think it's the security guard when we came in this morning, you know, just now, right before the show, that, that was like so yeah. amped to see a Katz's Deli shirt and talking about how he came in the week before and ordered mat- uh, split pea soup for his wife and he, he this and, he, you know, and, and, and everywhere. I mean, it's that's the beauty of it. And we were talking about this in the elevator. It's like, it's heartwarming. Like, it, it's truly special. There's 
so many stories. Every customer that comes in has some sort of story, you know, and, and some sort of connection and uh, to the history. And they, they want to tell me these stories. And, and uh, it keeps me so excited about what I do. You know, we're, we're, we're connected by these stories, right? There's one thing that we all, all these stories have in common that all of us have in common. And sure. it's cats. And that's amazing. That's sure. such a – how many places can even say that? True. Sure. No, it's amazing. It's a legacy. It's iconic. You know, how important is generational wealth to you? I mean, it's a tricky question. I think um, anyone wants to be able to provide. They want their kids to be in a good place. They want their ne- to leave the next generation in a better place than than what uh, you know than where they were. I think that was true. My grandfather grew up with nothing. I mean, he was uh, grew up in Avenue C and had to fight his way through. And it's actually a fascinating story. We could do a whole podcast on my grandfather. Um, and, and he was able to build a little something and, and had a bar and sold it and got into Katz's and, and created a little something for my father. My father was able to build it even more and then, you know, do, you know, turn into something bigger. And, and hopefully I can do the same. I, I think, uh, I think you want to, I think that's universal hopefully universal is that you want your kids to to succeed and, and be in a position to succeed. You know, do people still come into the deli and try to reenact Harry when Harry every, met Sally? Every single week. Yeah. Did they did they pay you for that or just said, hey, mm-hmm. really? Wow. We're actually on the 38 year anniversary of the filming. The movie was released in 89, but the filming happened in October of uh, of 88 so so they didn't they you know they didn't just say hey we want to use your space they paid for that yeah i mean that's no so i didn't know that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. and uh, at the time uh uh nor efron who's the the writer of the yeah. movie uh <clears throat> excuse me um rob reiner and who's the director and billy crystal who's billy crystal uh were all regulars in the restaurant and they were sitting there and they were talking about this script that they had they're like okay we're gonna see in washington we got a scene in washington square park and we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and they're like, wait a minute. We got to film something here. What are we going to do here? This is awesome. We got to, uh, we love this place. And so they filmed the scene and uh, they sort of specially wrote it for the place and they kind of tailored the scene to fit with Katz's and fit with who we are. And if you look at it, it's <laughs> the exact same decoration. Nothing's sure, changed. Sure. Um, uh, and, you know, if you look closely to it, if you rewatch that scene, it never says Katz's. In it, I mean, there's no no waiters coming in that have Katz's shirts. There's no, they don't show the neon sign, nothing. But our regulars knew, mm. and it, and about six, seven, eight years later, other people started saying, "Hey, where where was that scene?" And and then it so over time, it we kind of became associated with it, but not at first. Donnie Brasco too, right? I don't so, remember seeing Katz. Well, cats. yeah, that one's a little bit more frustrating. They wanted the authentic look, like it would have looked like, so they wanted to change the what the way the store looked. Mm. What? 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 What are you talking about? I was like, well, we want to put a booth in. So if you look, it's that scene where he makes the deal. Yeah. yeah. And that's, it's a booth. That's, they just change it up so it doesn't look quite the same. If you know, you know, but. If you know, you know. Shouts <laughs> to push your teeth. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Definitely. You know, uh, for those listening who know you, know of the deli, been there, um, you know, we got to give it to them because it's not like you're a return uh, guest and they already know a radio could go back. What is the oral history of Cat's Deli, meaning the family sense? Uh, Probably a question you've been asked so many yeah. times, but... Well, there's, there's a know, short version, a long version. Let's do uh, the short version. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so my 
so the Iceland family came in. Uh, and like we said, by the way, transfer ship of restaurants was not like it was today. It was, you want the headache, it's yours. Yeah. So Iceland family, then Katz family became involved with them. So it became Iceland and Katz. Then Iceland's out. So now it's just Katz. Uh, and then we go down a generation. And then my grandfather gets involved. Um, he's like a local bar owner who just wants to, who's just hanging out all the time and wants to be a part of the restaurant business. And then eventually the next generation of Katz uh, family doesn't want in anymore or can't be involved anymore for whatever reason. Uh, and there's a couple of other families in there as well, uh, Max Deans and, and, uh, and Tarowski's. Um, and, you know, they have descendants. And so at one point, though, all of that, everyone wants out. And the only people that want to stay are my father and uncle. Um, because business also at that time is really bad. Uh, so it's just my father and uncle and, um, and, and now me. You know, you, um, spoke about that you have a sister. Yeah. And I remember them, pops, uh, you know, it could have been to both of you if you wanted, right? I mean, she could have gotten involved. Uh, she didn't want to be involved in that, right? She, uh, she'll say to me things like, I don't know how the fuck you deal with that. <laughs> So yeah, I think she's she's very happy that I'm dealing with. Now it. she in the contract. I always say for residuals, like does she? Yeah. Hey, listen, family, Italians and Jews. Forget about it. Yeah, we're the same. Forget <laughs> about it. There's not much more to say. Listen, tell me about the subscription service. So for uh, we launched this uh, last year, uh, last Christmas, um, and we're going to be launching a sort of modified version, hopefully in the next month or so. Um, but basically, listen, you want pastrami uh you can get it every month we do it nationwide we do it uh all 50 states uh you know you you get discounts as you commit to more so you do a full 12 months uh it's 125 bucks a package you you know you do it just once it's 150 bucks so you know, not mm. bad savings but you get some meat you get some bread you get some pickles uh how can you go wrong right to your doorstep what is right it right like? to two doorstep. day or next day or? free two-day shipping wow wow um it's listen that that beats the boar's head or the thumens that you're going to get, you know, wherever yeah. else. And, and Yeah, and, and, and you know what? I see people, and you know what? Shouts to my friend Josh Luber. He's the co-founder of StockX. I don't know if you ever heard of it. They're, 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 uh, they're a seller of all things. They sell a lot of sneakers. They're doing jewelry now, streetwear. They're like a flight club online, but they're, they have a, a, a different style to them. They really came in and uh, took the uh, world by storm. But regardless of that... He uh, lives in Detroit now. Uh, that's where their headquarters are. And he was born in Philly. So he f- goes when he goes home, he, f- he gets the Geno's or the, the gyms or, or I forget what the steak. Oh, I love gyms. Yeah. Gyms is great. And, and he freezes them. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean? So and that's, we get, we get a lot of that. That's kind of, <clears throat> we get a lot of ex-New Yorkers, displaced New Yorkers. We had a, a, you know, a whole campaign going at one point, make a displaced New Yorker happy. So we get, I, I'd say about three major groups. We got, New Yorkers who now live out of New York and miss it because, you know, of course it's New York. Uh, and then you get people who are New Yorkers who want to show off to their friends who don't mm. know any better. Like, you got you to gotta try this. Yeah, like you better. Oh, my. Or or it'll be a bet. You know what I mean? Like, hey, listen, if I win this bet, you, you know, you fly this food out to me or vice versa. Or the third is just more, you know, like people who have heard about it and can't get down to Lurie's side. You know, maybe they heard it, uh, saw it on the Travel Channel or Food Network, or maybe they heard it on this podcast or something else. Sure. And they just want to, they're, they're curious, you know, and they they want to try it out. So we definitely have a ton of that as well. 
Yeah. You know, uh, a couple things before we wind this episode down. The cat's ticket is uh, legendary for the video people who are watching. Let me see if I show that uh, down. There we go, Benson. Here, put that in, Benson. For the people <laughs> who are watching, uh, you know, um, the ticket, you know, how does people, like, order? Because, you know, it's funny. When you walk in Cat's Tower, it's like a fucking club. Security guard, like, they hand you a ticket. You know, what is the system? like? What, like how well, is so let me first say that the confusion and the chaos is what makes the food taste even better. It's, yeah. You know, of course. If you're scared and then you eat, you're like, oh, this is so much better than if you were just, like, <laughs> happy. Um, so you walk in, you get a ticket. It's a, a very old system. Um, it's one we've had since we started. Uh, and that ticket is your check. As you go from station to station, it's sort of cafeteria style. You order hot dogs in one station and sandwiches in another, uh, fries in another, drinks and latkes and dessert. And then, you know, everything gets tallied up on there. At the end, you pay and you leave. Um, so if you look actually on the back of the ticket, um, those numbers, uh, that used to be the price in pennies. So you would punch, put a little punch and then punch up higher and then punch up higher and then punch up higher and the highest number that you punched was the amount you'd pay now obviously 400 pennies doesn't quite cut it yeah these days yeah, not these days hey listen it's a legendary system you know um cats open seven days a week and 24 hours on the weekends that is insane 24 hours on friday night and saturday night after the club and sunday it's a public service you yeah. know what i mean i'm preventing hangovers I ain't even forget about it. <laughs> Listen, um, Jake, man, I'm proud of you, man. You're you're, you're young, but you're help. Like, like I always say, you're open minded. You can you come into an old business, help it evolve, help it keep some fire, keep some spice into it, and 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 take it into these you know next decades. You know, there's somebody who's sitting home right now that uh, wants to start a restaurant or somebody that wants to open up a bagel store or a deli, or a smaller deli <laughs> or a restaurant, wants to get into the restaurant business. Uh, what's some advice you have for them? Don't do it. Mm. No, I, I, I think you better know you really, really want to do it. Um, I, I think it's it's a lot of work. It's It's both emotionally draining and physically draining it's time it's effort it's money and if you're prepared for all that then do it and go all in on it mm. um and and don't stop and make sure you have enough money in the bank to last at least a year mm. um maybe two mm. um and yeah good luck i mean it's hard it's a hard business um you know if it if it's this hard on something that's been established for 130 years it only gets harder the less years you've been in business. Um, so, um, yeah. If you ever want to get a cup of coffee and cry, uh, I'm all ears. Mm-hmm. He's on He's on Instagram, too, at Jake Dell. Check out Cat's Deli uh, on Instagram. And then, again, hit the website. Check him out. If you're a listener that enjoyed the journey of, uh, you know, what you heard today and you've never been there and you're not even from here, just check out the website. You'll find out more info. Okay? Internet, listen, Jake, listen, all the best to you. Thank you. Shouts to Cats Deli. Let the noise keep on uh, going. Let the plates keep on clanking. <laughs> let the pastrami keep on cutting. Um, and let people keep on living off of a legacy that was created by nothing but authentic, pure nostalgicness. Internet, the one and only Jake Dale. Cats Deli. Cheer. Internet, if you enjoyed that episode, then hit me up. That's right. Email me at the premium show at gmail.com. Again, 
That's thepremiumpetro at gmail.com. If you're an advertiser, any big company, small company, startup, whatever it is, you want to advertise on the Premium Peep Show, hit me up. Email thepremiumpetro at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll get to working, okay? And if you have a suggestion or you want to hear a certain guest on the show, whatever it is, okay? You know, you could at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete on Twitter or Instagram. Or for the last time, I'll tell you. Well, I'm not gonna, it's not the last time. Email me, thepremiumpetro at gmail.com. And let's get to working. Cheer.